With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Four bar six, and we are in the Toolkit Depot studio. Thanks to our wonderful friends at Fleet Network, Frank Agostino, Ibo, uh, all the crew. And we're here. They are WA's Novated Leasing Specialists. Fleetnetwork.com.au if you want to know more about owning your dream car and saving thousands. Still no Scotty Cummings. Unfortunately, he is laid up and in a pretty bad way. So our thoughts are with Scotty as he recovers. We're one uh, panel operator down. We've lost one having a bad fish taco. And we've got the smell of sewage coming through our studio and our offices here at SEN because there's an issue with the plumbing. And Fraser is here and you're working against uh, adversity. Good morning. Wow, backs against the wall here and... (laughs) All the odds stacked against us. Buster Douglas versus Mike Tyson style. But uh, could you remember who won that fight? I reckon it might have been Buster Douglas. Yeah, I think he might have. 52 to 1. So anyway, that'll be us today. Backs against the wall. But uh, who wants it the most? I think it might be us. Uh, it might be us, absolutely. Toolkit <coughs> Depot open line 13 12 55. You want to give us a call. If you're an Eagles fan or you're still a Dockers fan because it's your day to shine today at the draft, they've got to get a little bit cunning with the, what they do today. West Coast have only got one more pick, but five boys taken in the draft. And we're going to dissect and isolate a number of those big names, including the Eagles' first pick, and Ruben Jinby, he's going to join us after seven. Yeah, that was uh, it was an excellent night last night for WA football. Um, five to go in the first round is uh, is pretty cool. It's pretty special. It's for the young boys, especially. It's um, it is it's a wonderful night. I mean, Ed Allen, watching him, <clears throat> the fact that now it's split over two nights, and to be able to go, he had all his friends and family there, and. Yes, he knew he was going to go the next day, and but it would have been embarrassing and it would have hurt him a lot to have to say, hey, guys, uh, come back tomorrow. But to get his name called out to Collingwood was amazing. I've got two mates, obviously, that went, but um, no, an excellent night for uh, WA football. Going to dissect. So five West Aussies gone, as you mentioned, in the opening 21 picks. Now, interesting enough, Ed Allen, son of and brother of Link Allen, who's a part of the furniture here at SEN, of course, uh, and was involved here in the early days of our show, now resides over in Melbourne or back back in Melbourne, but he was over there and he would have had about 30 mates around, yep. did uh, Ed Allen. And there was expectation it was going to be West Coast and mm-hmm. I think they were preparing for West Coast, but then they went with Elijah Hewitt and that opened up, okay, where's he going next? And it got to pick 19 and Ed Allen was just sitting there and it was one of those ones, you're right, it was like, okay, thanks for coming over, but we'll do it all again tomorrow yeah. until this. With pick 19, Collingwood selects Edward Allen. Yeah! That is a fair ruckus. Isn't it? That is a fair ruckus. And all those reactions that you saw, it just what it means to friends and family. And then there's, I, I always get a quick glimpse of, the girlfriend's reaction, like, oh, 
You're going to Collingwood. Going to Collingwood. Okay, yeah. you're going to Melbourne. So there's that. Love end. you, bye. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> when do I come and what do I do with my studies and what do yeah. I do with my life? Uh, so, look, there's a lot to play out. I like this. Uh, the West Coast Eagles, uh, Tom Barris and, of course, Rhett Bazo. Of course, Swan District's boy, Rhett Bazo, of course, and, uh, and Tom Barris, probably the future Eagles captain. Uh, went around to greet Elijah Hewitt. They knocked on his door after he was taken with the Eagles' second pick last night. We are here today to welcome Elijah Hewitt to our footy club. What's up, G? Yeah, good, man. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Stoked, Daz. We've got the crew here. Mate, thank you. It's an incredible experience. I'm just so fortunate to be able to give him the opportunity to be at this amazing club. I was given a polo, but I always figured that on draft night you want to wear the jersey. So I was just, yeah, put it on straight away and I'm not taking it off for a while. Straight on, six pack out and everything, think he's going to fit right in. Yeah, something I envisioned kind of as a kid. And yeah, to, to put it on finally is, um, is, is a surreal feeling. Got to make a young man very, very happy and a, and a family very proud as they should be. And uh, we can't wait to have Elijah in the, uh, in the nest with us. Obviously the hard work starts now, but to be able to celebrate this, this small milestone with um, some amazing people around is so special. It's um, something I'll cherish for the rest of my life. Yeah, big moment. And interesting enough that he found out, he got a phone call from Adam Simpson prior to the draft to say, you, you're going to be an eagle. And the West, I mean, he's still obviously very excited because the West didn't have a photo on the back page of when his name is called out. <laughs> They're pretty excited. Pretty sure that might have just been in front of one of those... Uh, those mock-up shots, but if uh, <laughs> he'd already knew he was going there. But anyway, well done. In fact, well done to everyone. All the media coverage was exceptional last night, and I thought the coverage on the telly was uh, absolutely brilliant. But uh, I think the West have covered it brilliantly as well. So well done to all the crew right there. What are you expecting today? Well, it's interesting today. I mean, I'm not following the, – the further and further away I get from being an under-18 footballer, I sort of – I miss out on – getting to know all the, the sort of players in the back end of the draft. The top 15 to 20 is always sort of pretty well touted and they had a couple here and there that I played with, so I had a lot of interest in it. But it's um, I'm instead rather than the players tonight, I'm more so looking forward to see what, what happens with sort of pick swaps because the first 15 to 20 is still relatively sought after picks and um, there's some te- – Fremantle haven't even entered the draft yet and – there's some teams now that have been pushed right back, so I'm interested to see what happens if if play if, if teams want to trade picks and move up the order. But uh, in terms of players, I'm not actually 100 percent sure. Would love to see a few more WA boys go, obviously, but uh, it'll be interesting to see the moves and the makes of the night. Yeah, so my era, West Coast. The, the, so West Coast have got remaining picks. They've got 20, so significant picks, 23 and 29. Fremantle's first pick comes in at 33. Then they've got 41, 42, 58, 63, 72, and West Coast have got pick 64. So West Coast can still get some very handy talent. They need a tall. There's no doubt they need someone, a ruckman of the future. Yeah, that's it was a debate. <clears throat> I mean, it's a debate that you've been hearing. I've been hearing around the club a little bit for the year. But they've, um, yeah, there's not many. There's, they don't grow on trees, as they say, rucks. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You sort of you look at these young rucks. They do take number of years to develop. Callum Jamison's on his in his into his fourth or fifth year now, and he's still a developing player. It takes a lot of time to to grow and breed these really talented rucks. And so it'll be interesting to see if they do find someone of that mould in, as a, in a young player. Or I thought they might have thrown um, a little nibble at Lloyd Meek down the road, but uh, you know those sort of things. 
are uh, in the list management hands, whether they go more experienced. I think they did. Or, I think they were keen on me. Yeah. I just think he was hell-bent on getting back to Victoria. Yeah, yeah oh, it's interesting. I think it'll be really interesting to see how they go about it, whether whether they pick tall. I'm sure they're going to look da- down that road. But, uh, again, there's just not many of them out there. So see yeah. how you go. Fremantle fans, Eagles fans, uh, let us know what you're thinking and what you thought of last night as well. So just repeating the news, five West Aussies taken in the picks last night, of course, which is great. And and all young men that have been in this studio or been on the phone, we, we had the road to the draft and it was well done to our producer, Chris Clafunas, who tracked down these young men. And for the fact is a lot of them came into the studio. And one of our most impressive and one of the ones we love very much, they're all brilliant, don't get me wrong. We're going to speak to Jed Buzzlinger, of course, a little oh, bit yeah. later as well, yeah. one of yours, was Darcy Jones. Now, this is the little pocket rocket from, yep. from Swan District. The agility boy who broke oh, the records. Yeah, he's incredible. And so they, <laughs> they've earmarked him as as the best small forward, the sort of the next Bobby Hill type thing. Um, he sat in this studio, and I've been never been more impressed with a young man, more so even off microphone than on it, talking about helping his mum, working with kids with special needs, working in COVID, he worked in a sports store. Not saying a lot of other kids don't do part-time jobs, but he was very, very um, uh, focused on his family first and foremost. It's going to be a big move for him. He's a young boy that's now going to go across to GWS, and that's not a footy state. So it's going to be interesting to see how he gets his fix over there. But uh, let me just say to all the young West Aussies, uh, looking forward to uh, seeing how they go. So coming up on the show, Ruben Jimby's going to join us after 7 o'clock. We're also going to be speaking with Jed Buzzlinger. Um, And Darcy Jones will be speaking with Mark Duffield after 8, which is fantastic as well. Also coming up... Adam Gilchrist will join us after seven because the big test match starts here at Optus Stadium tomorrow night. And well done to Optus. They took out an award last night. I hosted the Gold Plate Awards. That's about my ninth year, but it's been going for some time uh, for catering um, venue and the like. So basically an events venue. So well done, Is it still Optus or have they fixed the S? Good at the question. Front? Great, thank you. I was a bit rattled this morning because I saw an incident that I was a bit concerned about driving in. I saw yeah. what I believe was probably a carjacking. Wow. Well, didn't I think it was... Un- An attempted carjacking. Yes, yeah, of, right. of a couple of cars, including a taxi, um, yeah. and I was a bit shaken her up. So uh, I didn't actually notice whether it was well, Optus well, Stadium. Paying, paying attention solely on the road and not, uh, <laughs> not diverting your attention to Optus. Pat Carberry's going to join us now. We need to get some tips. Well, sorry, I won't speak on your behalf. I need to get a couple of tips from him. Why you? I am shredding pre-Christmas. Uh, for Fleet Network, WO's Novated Car Leasing you Specialist. Thank you. Pat Carberry needs to lose two kilos to get down to 50 kilos to ride Amelia's Jewel in the Northerly on the weekend of Group 1. He's got to lose it in a week, does he? Well, he reckons he's, it's a walk-up. They can oh, lose really? it in the morning. Yeah, no, well, I mean, I could certainly use a few tips, so uh, I'll be I'll be holding some questions in the back pocket, but two kilos in the morning, you reckon? Yeah. They, wow. they, 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 they just basically dehydrate themselves. Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> That's fair enough. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> go and sit in a go and sit in a sauna. Put sauna, a, then spa. They put a plastic suit on. They go for a run and they don't drink. I've seen it. I've seen what I only assumed to be a, a small boxer in a sauna one day because he was shredded and he was sort of in there shadow boxing. But he was like dripping sweat, doing push-ups, sit-ups in the sauna, and I'm just sort of sitting there thinking, "What's going on?" Obviously, I had a fight around the corner, but uh, and all yeah. you got to do is lose that weight, and as soon as you've done your weigh, and you can pile it straight yeah, back you're on going again. Straight back, which I don't think would be great for jockeys, 
considering you want to stay light. But a boxer, you Correct. want a little bit more weight to carry some punches. So Paddy Carberry's going to join us. So our lineup is Paddy Carberry, Adam Gilchrist, Jed Buzzlinger, who's joining the Bulldogs, the boy, and also Ruben Jinby will join us as well. Scotty Cummings sounds different this morning. Yes, Roy, it is uh, Hamish Brayshaw. Scotty's yeah. unwell, and we do send our, our cheerio to him and, and also to uh, Lois, who's uh, feeling crook as well. So the team is, well, there's, there's one constant. Yeah, obviously the star and the glue is, is still a constant. And, um, <laughs> you know, obviously our uh, our thoughts go out with all those unwell and, yeah. and the plumbing here at SEN. But, uh, <laughs> well, I don't think it's just SEN. I think it might be just this block, and we're part of the block where the plumbing's a little bit Rancid, yep. it's fair to say. Fair enough, yeah. It's a bit on the nose, and we walked in this morning, and <laughs> poor old Chris Buffoonis had a, uh, a mask on. I said, oh, don't tell me he's got COVID. And he said, no, it just tastes like poo in here. Yeah, that's fair <laughs> it enough. smells like poo. Taste, well, there you go. <laughs> I can taste it on my tongue. <laughs> Onion and ketchup. Uh, yeah. On this day, he's on the way. And I know you how much you love on love this Love this segment, yeah. It's right. one of my favourites. It is 29th of day of November. Um, fair to say, a great day for uh, music, a great day for Outstanding sporting events. Just remember also that if you remember this one, the soccer is lost on this day to Iran in a World Cup qualifier at the MCG in 1997. Was that the one where the bloke tied himself to the net? Remember that bloke tied himself was, to the net? I was only, I reckon in 1997, I was a thought. Oh, you weren't born. Uh, that was born in February of the next year, so I was just a thought at that point, potentially a, a young fetus, but uh, I'm not sure I was watching the soccer. And if I told you what service officially launched on this day. And I can't believe it was 10 years ago today. It was actually launched in Sydney, in New South Wales, what? 10 years ago service. today. Service. Now, I, can I just say I've only used it once in its existence, and I can't believe it's 10 years ago. Oh, Uber Eats. So Uber. Uber, not Uber. the Uber Eats. Yeah. I thought Uber had been around for a bit longer than Did that. You know there's Uber, and I, I don't use it, but there's Uber delivery, not food. Or just for anything. Like a courier. Oh, really? Yeah. And apparently they are incredibly efficient. Oh, there you go. So they're really trying to pick up the slack from Oz Post. Wow. <laughs> or, or any of those yeah, uh, wow, courier okay. companies. So apparently... Yeah, thank you very much. November 29 is the day. And, of course, there's a great West Australian who is uh, a great musician who's 76 that I'm pretty sure he doesn't live in WA anymore, but he was born here in Perth in 1976. He celebrates a birthday today. Your calls, your text, 0487 736 736, 13 12 55. Love to get your feedback, Eagles fans. Are you happy with the boys you took last night? What more do you want today with their picks? And Fremantle fans, are you excited about what you can add? And are you excited about the blokes who rocked up to training? Oh, yeah. Yeah, have a look at him. Have a look Running at him. Running two Ks with our shirts on, oh, ripped. Wow. And uh, what's his, the little fella, Caleb Sarong, was oh, one of the yeah. first day star performers. Neil Erasmus took out the first two <clears throat> 2K time trials. Two. Yeah, back to back. That was heavy, wasn't it? That's Good on him. But didn't they just, oh, jeez, cut out of marble, those boys. My goodness. Yeah, they are. Incredible. They don't need us. They don't need us bad how to lose any weight. They My do, God. They don't. Uh, can I ask you, when does East Perth return to pre-season? The Mighty Royals go back tomorrow night for our uh, our testing. I hope we're not doing two two Ks. That'll be a bit. Uh, that's a bit disappointing. Where can you go? Oh, I'll get around, mate. I'll finish. I'll cross the line. Don't you worry about me. I've. Uh... But, do you, but do you do you play on the fact that you're a little robust? Nuggety. I'm not out here to. I'm not a whippet. I'm not trying to run six minute flat 2K time trials. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dare. I'm are a, you in? Are you in acceptable shape? Or I'm, in, I'm in acceptable shape. Yeah, no question. I am. So I, did you finish the season knowing full well you can't just go on a two I, month bender? I went. I finished the season knowing full well that that was exactly what I was going to do. Uh, <laughs> 
But um, <laughs> I have since been training enough to the point have where you really? I've, yeah, I've been training. Training, I'm gymming, running. I'm gymming, I'm, running. Of course, really. I'm somewhat still a semi-professional athlete. Do you use the West Coast Eagles facility? Uh, I do every now and again. So yeah. you're an East Perth footballer who uses the West Coast well, Eagles no, training facility. Well, no, hang on a minute. I'm an off-season footballer who is a staff member of the West Coast Eagles. Okay, and, trying to get to the bottom uh, of this. I've done my gym induction. Are they aware of you? Yes, yes they're aware. And they're okay with that. I'm a coach. In, I'm a coach oh, of the boy. AFLW team. Yeah, there's a bit going on here. I'm yeah, not too man. sure. This is seriously. You can't have a foot in both camps. I reckon oh, West Coast need to stamp this out. Oh, well, there you go. Run it up the flagpole. <laughs> but uh, at, this, at this point, I am fully uh, accepted in the uh, in the gym facilities. Nice. There it is. Hamish Brayshaw, East Perth's finest, of course. <laughs> uh, turned his back on West Coast. Could have been captain of the West Coast Waffle Team, but he decided to go chase the big bucks at East <laughs> Perth. Fantastic. Uh, let's get a breakaway and come back. It is 19 past six. On this day is just around the corner. We are heading for a top of 37 degrees. Wow. Yeah, that's nice to be back. Oh. Isn't it sunny, 37, beautiful weather? Incredible. Did a lot of gardening yesterday. Would have been proud of me. I oh, did mowed you? and weeded and... Landscaped and wood chipped and watered and scooped just, leaves. Yeah, beautiful shirt off in the oh, front yard. Just I just, the lawn. Yeah, main road, people driving past, yeah, picking the horn. Hey, hey, unit, there you are oh, over there. Look at you go, uh, washboard stomach. 20 past <laughs> six, this is Hamish and Goss. Hamish Brazier in for Scotty Cummings, who's in for Adam Gilchrist, who's in for nobody. This is Breakfast on SEN. Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. Happy birthday for celebrating a birthday. Today is the 29th day of November. You're spending it with lots of famous people, songs, uh, events, uh, sportsmen, and women. So happy birthday if you are. Denny Doughty was born on this day in 1940. Was a singer with the Mamas and the Puppets. Died in 2007. He actually left the group to go solo in 1968. Didn't go any good. Bad move. Dennis. Bad move. Bad move, Denny. Denny oh, Doughty. Denny. Hey, Janet Holmes of Court, West Australian philanthropist and the the the, uh, the former wife of Robert Holmes of Court, the widow of Robert Holmes of Court, should I say. She's one of Australia's richest women. It's her birthday today, 1943. So happy birthday, Janet. Also on this day, Jodie Miller. Now, she was born on this day in 1941. She passed away earlier this year. She's a US country singer, best known for this hit, 1964. He walks like a man. I like to tick or cross these ones because I either either know them or I don't. And so far, you're two from two in terms of the uh, the songs that I know. So you, you know, know both songs. Yeah, yeah nice songs. work by you, Jim. Yeah, but see, well. you're, it's your upbringing. Yeah, so you're, isn't it? Yep. You, you're so, you'd yeah. be you'd actually be a good son of mine. Well, there you go. You know what I mean? You've, uh, you've got go. similar tastes. I like that. I, I like you. Because when I've got Scott sitting here, he just Scott doesn't he, he know poo-poos. That. He just poo-poos. Scott doesn't know Jody Miller, does he? No, he doesn't know. Does he know Felix Cavallari, 80 today? Felix Cavalieri, part of the Young Rascals. That hit, of course. Good loving. 
I mentioned the birth of West Aussie on this day in 70, uh, 76 years ago, 1946, born in WA, and he was with the band called The Group. That's G-R-O-O-P. His name is Brian Cadd. Six today, Brian Cad, born in Western Australia. He was also in a band called the Axim. The Axim. Axim. And they had a song called A Little Ray of Sunshine well, Coming to the World. That would have been five from five. Yeah. I know that one as well. So, yeah. we, it, But it's currently four, so we're doing well, actually, yeah. today. We're going okay today, yeah. no doubt about that. Hey, Don Walker is uh, celebrating a birthday today. Don Walker, 71, pianist, keyboard player, organist and vocalist. A chisel! A Happy with that? Very happy. That's Fiverr. That's a Michelle Pfeiffer. We're away. (laughs) (laughs) On this day in 1956, this gentleman was born in Kenya. He died early this year, aged just 65. It was one of Australia's first punk bands, and he was a part of it. And I'm talking about Chris Bailey. He was the lead singer with the Saints. The, uh, I don't know his entire discography. I've heard songs along the line, so yeah. I've, I've heard them once or twice in my time. They had a top 40 hit. They had a top 40 hit in the UK called The Perfect Day, which is another one of their... Oh, it's a bit like that today, isn't it? Yes, it is The Perfect Day, heading go. to the top of 37 today, 35 oh, tomorrow. Uh, Jonathan Knight, 54, still going strong. He was with a band called NKOTB. Block, Jonathan Knight celebrating a birthday. Also, Andrew McCarthy, 60 today. He was in St. Elmo's Fire, Weekend at Bernie's, Pretty in Pink. Michael Veach, of course, he was a part of the fast-forward generation as well. And Lisa Patrick, former host of Funniest Vo- Home Videos on uh, Channel 9 for many years, also celebrates a birthday today. She's 57. Chadwick Bosom, uh, he was a, well, he's an actor. I'm pretty sure he was. He died in 2020, yep. born in 1976. Do you know some of Chad Boseman's work? Chad McBoseman was uh, Prince T'Challa in uh, The Black Panther. Got to get through them. His birthday is a big one. It's November 29. The first Holden motor vehicle was launched on this day by General Motors Holden in Australia in 1948. Nice. Shane Warne took eight wickets for 71 in the first test in 1994. 
That's out. That's the end of the test match. And eight wickets to Shane Warren, 11 for the test match. His best figures in the test match, he's taken 11. A wonderful performance by the Australian team. They've batted well, they've bowled well, and they've fielded well, and they go one up in the series. Peter Hall was the gentleman who uh, tied the net down at the MCG 1997. The Socceroos playing around. The Socceroos led 2-0. I think Vidmar yeah. scored a goal. And Peter Hall was just a phantom pest. Uh, he came on and cut the net down, and that sort of uh, stopped the momentum, as John said on the text. And also on this day, George Harrison, singer, songwriter, and, of course, Beatles legend, died. He's just 58 after a battle with cancer. On this day, November 29, in 2001. This is Breakfast, SENW. Here comes the sun. The temperate bedshed text line is yours as well. I know you've been busy today, Eagles and Dockers fans. What did you make of the draft yesterday? Did you enjoy it? You happy with your gets? Of course, West Coast taking Elijah Hewitt and Ruben Jinby. And Ruben Jinby joins us after 7 o'clock. So too, Jed Buzzlinger, another of your East Perth teammates. Going yeah, to the very, Western very excited Bull for those dogs. two chats. And uh, a young boy by the name of Darcy Jones, who was very impressed when he came in the studio, uh, will be joining Mark Duffield after eight, and we'll be chatting with Duff about his show on the way. And Adam Gilchrist joins us after seven o'clock. In the meantime, let's do this. Time for a sports update time and a World Cup update as well. And we do that for Kraken, of course, trusted by 9 million crypto customers worldwide. Kraken, that's K-R-A-K-E-N.com, broadcast sponsor of SEN's coverage. World Cup, and as I was going home last night, as we welcome Chris Clafunas. Good morning. When I was driving home last night at about quarter to 11 after hosting a function at Crown mm. last night, uh, I was listening to Pete Avlahos and uh, Richard Garcia commentate South Korea and Ghana. Crazy game. Uh, crazy game and um, well done to Pete. Not easy. I mean, he was over there, of course. He's over there in, in Qatar. Uh, and uh, it's not easy to commentate those those players. Uh, they've got difficult names. And it's not easy to see their numbers and, and their thing. And I thought he did exceptionally well last Especially night. Especially with his eyes. Yeah, it's not easy to see he doesn't numbers. need. He doesn't need. Does he wear glasses? No, but he absolutely should. He does, doesn't he? He does need glasses. Yeah. If, he might have contacts. Well, he when he walks into the commentary box here at Optus, he actually walks in looking at me with his binoculars on. Goss, <laughs> <laughs> so, where are you? Where are you, mate? Uh, but well done to Pete and Richard Garcia. A great commentary as part of SEN's uh, FIFA World Cup commentary. What do you got for They're us? They're very good. And, yeah, well, it was a wild night of football last night. We'll start off with the, the early game, Cameroon against Serbia. Oh, I don't yeah, know if you saw, saw this any one. of this. It what was a barnstormer. <laughs> so Serbia were up 3-1. And then instead of just saying, okay, we've won this game, we're, we're sorted, they said, no, let's keep attacking. Let's just keep trying to hammer Cameroon here. Cameroon said, well, thank you very much. We'll just catch you on the counter a couple of the times and beat the offside trap twice, scored a couple of lovely goals, 3 all draw against Serbia from 3-1 yeah, down. Serbia needed to win that to, um, to advance. To advance. They? What an, um, oh, that they was cooked a story. It. What, what, which goalkeeper saved one with his face? 
I reckon it might have been Serbia's. Uh, <laughs> excellent, uh, excellent, cracking game. Uh, no, it was. It was well. Cameroon scored one at towards the end where Mitrovic from Serbia shot it into him, but he was offside anyway. Yeah, offside. So there you could have been that one. Uh, and then you mentioned the the South Korea Ghana game. Ghana edged out South Korea three two. That was a fluctuating game as well. Ghana were up two nil. Came back to two all, and then they managed to score the sealer uh, just towards the end, which was nice. Elsewhere, a late Casemiro winner helped Brazil to a 1-0 victory over Switzerland, and Bruno Fernandes scored a brace. Goss, that's your favourite term, of course, in sport. It means two. It does. There you go. Portugal beat Uruguay 2-0. Bit of a controversial penalty in that one, but didn't really matter in the end. Anyway, uh, we jump over to cricket. Jaya Richardson's test hopes. They are looking doubtful, unfortunately. Another injury. Uh, well, a consistent injury. His heel has uh, kind of t- made him uh, un- unavailable for selection for WA and unavailable so- for selection for the test squad. So hopefully we'll see him for the Scorchers in the Big Bash. Um, so he will miss the Shield game against Queensland. Plenty of changes in that game as well. So out goes Cam Gannon, David Moody, Corey Roccioli, who picked up eight mm, wickets, I think, yeah. in the last in the last Shield game. And Darcy Short, in comes Ash Agar, Aaron Hardy, Josh Inglis, Lance Morris, and Joel Paris. So uh, a good squad coming in for the WA Queensland Sheffield Shield yes, the Clash. And they're good changes. Week. I mean, they're not, they're not shots. Yeah, they're not Mickey Mouse changes. They no, are, yeah. They're very solid players. Probably yep. not good enough to win, but they're good changes. <laughs> oh. Imagine that. Imagine table. those changes. Yeah. And then it happens little, a bit, yeah. Yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Shakes okay. up the team too much. Well, you just, you know, you, you, you think that the names are going to get you the job done. It happens in all sports. You oh, pick your best available. And well, maybe they just play Queen, on their laws. Heard of Queensland. Labashane, gone. Yeah. Kawaja, is he in the... Yeah. Yeah, he'll be so tested. There's another yeah, one. Jeff so. Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> He's unavailable. <laughs> uh, big Chapel. Yeah. So they're missing <laughs> some big names. <laughs> yeah. In both of them. He played shield cricket, didn't he? Yeah. Pretty sure he played. Well, I, don't think he, I don't think he's available. <laughs> <laughs> but he still get a run on the yeah. wicket. You're right with that. Those Go two ahead. batsmen, though. Yeah. We win. Yeah, Definitely. Him. And in the NBL, Sydney's all-time NBL record, 17-game road winning streak came to an end. Yes. Cairns overcame a 14-point fourth-quarter deficit. Incredible, Cairns. Yeah, the they mighty Beat Sydney 94-88 to 88 in OT. Incredible. That means, means overtime. Well, it's actually O. Just O, because overtime is one word. Overtime yeah. is one correct. word. So they say well, OT, you think. Yeah, the ATM machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, very true. Yeah. ASAP as possible is one yeah. I heard yesterday. <laughs> wow. That was a belter. 21 yeah. away from 7 o'clock. Pat Carberry's going to join us. We need to talk to Patty because he needs to lose some weight. Thanks to Fleet Network, WA's Novated Car Leasing Specialist. We're going to get some tips. How a jockey loses two kilos going into a big race. He's riding Amelia's Jewel for the Mayor of Subiaco, Simon Miller. Paddy Carby will join us next. We've also got our Aaron Jewel BBL Supercoach chat. And still to come after, we'll be chatting with Ruben Jimby and also Adam Gilchrist and Jed Buzzlinger talking all things draft. It's 20 to 7. This is Breakfast with Hamish Brayshaw and Tim Gossage this morning. A uh, bit of breaking news coming through from the world of cricket. New South Wales have sacked coach Phil Jacques. There you go, Jacques. You out the door. Uh, hasn't had a win yet, and right. WA put them to the sword. SCG. So he's gone as coach of New South Wales and been replaced by Greg Shippen. Shippy. Yeah, the, assist, the interim uh, assistant coach uh, will be taking over. Another West Australian, of course, Nuggety yeah. three bat. Yeah. Done some great things for uh, the Sydney Sixers, of course in the Big Bash realm. But uh, there it is, some breaking news. 
So even New South Wales, who have got 19 blokes in the test team, yeah, have got a shock and shield team because they're all playing test yep, cricket. they're all playing test cricket, <laughs> and uh, they're probably not going to get any, be- any better, old Chippy. So uh, <laughs> unlucky, but you know, all the best. Not too long before the Big Bash season starts, Hammer and KFC Supercoach BBL is back at supercoach.com.au. Aaron Jewell is one of those experts. Aaron, appreciate your time. It's getting exciting. Yeah, it's exactly right. It is going to be a fantastic season that we've got ahead of us. Uh, there's a lot to love in Australia's best fantasy cricket game. The KFC Supercoach BBL were really excited at uh, Supercoach HQ for the season ahead. And, of course, I'm sure fans are really looking forward to the season, especially with uh, a lot of Australian cricketers look to be on the horizon after the uh, ODI series was cancelled uh, at last minute. Tell us a bit about uh, the, the C20 World Cup players that we can pick. Um, any good ones available? Yeah, look, there certainly are quite a number of uh, ones that are available. Um, there's probably the biggest name that we've got going around in Australia, Marcus Stoinis, who's back in some really good form. And, you know, thankfully we've been able to see him both um, and coming in for the Melbourne Stars at very cheaply priced at only uh, just over a tick over 80000 Very looms as one of the big bargains for the season. So he's well entrenched uh, in my rounds one side and probably should be uh, a lock for most uh, KFC super coach entrants as well. Uh, Aaron, obviously, I'm a big Hobart Hurricanes man, as has previously mentioned. So my uh, my KFC Supercoach Big Bash uh, team is Hammers Hurricanes. Now, uh, what makes a good Supercoach BBL player? So I've got you know, I've got a number to pick from, but what makes a good one? Yeah, look, there's probably a number of factors to consider in what makes a good um, KFC Supercoach BBL player. Probably one of the factors that we really look in is how they uh, typically generate the points. So. Predominantly, we like to look at the all-rounders, who players that can score a lot of runs, players that can you know take wickets with the ball. So, perfect example: Hobart Hurricane star Darcy Shaw coming in at 149,000. He is one of the premier players in the BBL and has been for such a long time. He's very dominant with the bat in the top order, and also you know takes a lot of wickets as well, and I'm sure he's probably locked into your side there. Yeah, he is. He's been my captain for the last two years. KFC Supercoach, everyone putting their coaches together. You can get there at supercoach.com.au. Aaron Jewell, appreciate your time. Very succinct today. Very much on the money. Looking forward to seeing how we go. Yeah, thanks again for your time, gentlemen. Good on you. Aaron thanks, Jewell, Aaron. KFC Supercoach. I love talking Supercoach with Julie and the, the crew. Uh, in a moment, we are going to uh, hear a bit more from Mitchell Stark. Of course, he was put up, uh, of course, the Australian team are in town. We're going to speak to Gilly yep. after 7 o'clock. Oh, well, let's, can we play this? Mitchell Stark was asked a number of questions about Justin Langer. Shock horror. Played a pretty much a straight bat to all of it. Here's Mitchell Stark yesterday. Haven't heard it. Haven't read it. I don't read any of your stuff, so. Good day. I've would like to think I've got a pretty good relationship with Justin. Exchange a few text messages post-World Cup, so, um, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I'm pretty comfortable with, with how my relationship is with Jail. There's plenty of outside noise from from what everyone else makes of it. We're pretty comfortable inside as a group. Um, we've spent a lot of time together as a, I guess, three-format group for a while now. So, yeah, for us, it's all, it's all preparation for this test match. Um, not too much is going to distract us outside of that. Are you hoping to catch up with him at all while you're, while you're over here? Obviously, he's commentating, so um, I'm sure we'll see him at the ground and, and throughout the summer. Um, so hopefully he's got a good insight for, for the viewers and, and hopefully we can put on some exciting cricket for him to talk about. There it is there, Mitchell Stark uh, talking about the obvious questions, uh, the elephant in the room in Justin Langer, Gilly after seven. Yep, way to be uh, controversial there, Mitch. 
gee whiz, that's as uh, as deadpan an answer as you're going to get. Well, no. I think they knew it was coming. Oh, yeah, obviously. You're not going to get a whole heap out of him. I'm not sure what they were expecting. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's well done. Focus on the cricket and, you know, all credit to the boys. Good on you, Starkey. A couple of texts coming in saying, were you surprised Elijah Hewitt was taken by the Eagles when they probably could have got him a little bit later? Uh, I, I was surprised. Um, I thought they were going to go with Alan at uh, – with, with 14 was the pick or 13? I think it was – might have been 13. It was 12 into 13. 12 into 13. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was surprised. I thought um, he was a talent. He's a definite top 10 talent. So he's he's been up and down with form, but um, he has had some football this year that rivals anyone in the uh, in that under-18 landscape. So I think even you might have been able to get him later on down the line. It was a risk, but uh, certainly even still a steal at, uh, at the pick we got 13 him. 13 to 14, actually, he was. So 14, the, the, yeah. the picks were Aaron Cadman, one, Will Ashcroft, two, under the father and son, Harry Sheasel to North Melbourne and George Wardlaw. That were really nice pitches, uh, those two boys together with their North Melbourne jumpers on with their arms around each other walking away. Chatting about yep. being with North Melbourne, yeah. I think there were some positives to come out of that last night for North Melbourne. Oh yeah, absolutely. I um obviously I was a North Melbourne supporter growing up and still hold a little bit of uh, affiliation for them. But um those two, I was I was watching the draft last night and the draft highlights packages. They're very mm. very short clips, and I was uh, I was blown away with Sheasel and Wardlaw's clips. Mm. I'd obviously heard that they were good players, but watching some of their, I know that it's highlights from the year, and you you can pick the best two or three clips from anyone's football and it's, well, it's pretty impressive. But some of the things that those two boys were doing was uh, for under-18s footballers was quite impressive. And to be able to do it, I think Wardlaw did it against, um, he had some clips against the Collingwood BFL in the all, uh, in the all Australian team. So doing it against some, um, you know, men, it's uh, the, the, those two are some real winners. So I uh, was very excited for the North Melbourne Footy Club. Uh, Sardis, of course, went to Essendon. Bailey Humphrey went to Gold Coast. They were going to, trying to get a comment out of Bailey Humphrey, but he doesn't speak. Um, doesn't speak to the media, does he? Oh, yeah, there you go. Humphrey. Humphrey. You know, like, he doesn't, Humphrey. He doesn't speak. His name's Bailey Humphrey. Yeah. And he doesn't speak. Yeah, I'm just, just Humphrey doesn't speak, mate. Talking to a brick wall over here. Guys. Humphrey's a bear. Well, I get that Humphrey's a bear. And he doesn't speak. Oh, does he really? Bears don't speak. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> wasted. Cameron McKenzie goes to Hawthorne. Jai Clark, no shock there, and they nah. believe he's the next Joel Selwood. Yeah, well, they've the, the Huge bit. pressure. Crickets on your Humphrey bear joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, he was – it's a – that's – I said that, and another thing that I was saying with the comparisons, the comparisons are, and we mentioned it in the studio yesterday, it's a tough one to compare young players to guns of the game yeah. because it's a lot of pressure and there just doesn't come any more pressure for a kid being drafted to Geelong to be you know, compared to as good a player as they've had in the last 20 years. Mateus Philippou uh, was <laughs> drafted and he walked into the St Kilda drafting room and the first man inside the door was Ross Lyon, but he walked straight past him and shook the hand of somebody else until Ross decided to chime in and give him a hug. Oh, there he is. Potatoes, how are you? Loving to meet you. Can we get a hug? You've got to see the vision. So Matthias Philippou walks into the room. The first man standing inside the door is Ross. He basically palms him off to go to the next bloke who obviously he's spoken to Pretty, more. Yeah. Pretty sure he also was uh, quoted at one point as saying, who should go number one in the draft? Me. <laughs> so, you know, that's uh, – I wonder how quick it'll take for Ross to stamp that out of him. Uh, no, well well played by me. Yeah, very Boy, much. am I impressive. Elijah Hewitt had this to say to all the Eagles fans when drafted last night. 
Hey, Eagles fans, Elijah, you are here. So excited to, to get started at this amazing club and, and want to thank the club for the opportunity to um, be a part of it and be a part of its members. So really thank you. Ecstatic right now. Um, can't believe the overwhelming feeling and um, I'll see you soon. Thank you. That was well spoken. He obviously had a little bit of time to rehearse that, considering he got told earlier in the day. <laughs> Morning, gents. What's going on with Hammer's top lip? Looking like the pool cleaner from a certain 19th, reputable 70s movie. Cheers, Scott of Bayswater. Scotty, thank you very much. You Movembering? Yeah, well, I mean, how many days have I got left? I got just the two. So That's uh, not a full month's worth, sure. No, nah, it's not. I'm, I am. This is probably 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> It is six away from seven. We couldn't get hold of Paddy Carberry, so Paddy's uh, probably. Yeah. Mm, just the pool player music, is it? Oh, yeah, we're having a look at the nice little 11 year growth on the top lip of Hammer. Little stacker going Meanwhile, on. Meanwhile, Paddy Carberry's sitting in a sauna somewhere and. Don't worry, it'll get back. He snubbed us. Oh, he complained when we didn't make him the option. We moved him on last week and replaced him, like, get his own back. Uh, Adam Gilchrist is going to join us after the 7 o'clock news. Uh, this is Breakfast with Hamish Brayshaw and Tim Gossage with you. Thanks to Fleet Network. Feel the freedom of a novated car lease with Fleet Network. Gilly joins us. Ruben Jimby joins us. Top, top pick for the West Coast Eagles. And also Jed Buzzlinger heading to the Bulldogs. All that and more still to come in the next hour. This is Breakfast. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Yeah, certainly. Adelaide, I think that's probably the best place to play cricket in the country. Um, has been for a long time. Obviously, the pink ball yeah, it creates a different, different atmosphere and different feel. Um, I think it's probably the best wicket in the country. Uh, Optus is, is probably a close second as well. So, um, yeah, I think they're two very good cricket wickets. Um, I think we've seen some very good contests there between bat and ball uh, over, I guess, it's been a little while, obviously, for Perth. But um, Adelaide's always a fantastic test and always, I think, always is a good a good competitive fixture between bat and ball, which I think is, is all you ask for in test cricket. Mitchell Stark talking about the expectation over the next couple of days. It starts tomorrow. Australia and the West Indies test cricket comes to Perth here at Optus Stadium. And heading up, of course, the Fox cricket coverage is our man Adam Gilchrist. Gilly, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Goss, Rach, <laughs> how you going, boys? Very good, thank you. Going very well, good. mate. Are we excited to have Test cricket back in WA? I am, and I, and yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm very much in the minority. I reckon I've got great interest in this, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Australia can do after a disappointing World Cup campaign, but what the West Indies will bring as well. Yeah, I I, I agree, mate. I I think the Aussie boys are going to be really uh, really keen to get in and, and just make an impact and, and show what quality of cricketers they are, which I think. Um, in amongst the landscape recent time, we've probably taken the eye off the ball a bit about there's some amazingly skilled uh, world-class cricketers certainly in our setup. And um, whilst the West Indies aren't anywhere near the, the hype and the, and the standard and intensity of, of yesteryear, there's still a couple of um, exciting prospects there. And it's, I can't wait to see this uh, Taj Narayan Chandapal, mm. the son of a bloke that I stood behind for a lot of hours when we were playing. Shiv Nareen Chanderpaul. You know, Shiv Chanderpaul played 168 test matches. Mm. That's a lot of warm-ups, isn't it? That's a lot of stretches. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a lot of the next morning getting out of bed really stiff and sore. But anyway, um, that, that's, yeah. And as you mentioned, Goss, have it back in Perth. We've had a couple of years without it. So 
hopefully uh, people can come on down and, and even though it's not the, a marquee series, come and support it and show Cricket Australia that we need to keep get, getting given uh, you know, higher profile events because, as you just heard Mitchell Stark say, you know, between Adelaide and Optus, he, he loves both these stadiums as the best in the country. A couple of glimpses of the ground just on social media and I was in the stadium late Friday, I reckon it was, and I couldn't work out where the pitch was because it was pretty grassy. We're expecting it to be pretty lively, <laughs> I'd imagine. Well, she just spice the old track at the best of times, so it doesn't need too much grass left on it to to, to jazz up. But um, the the T20, uh, the World Cup match Australia played Sri Lanka here, they had a bit of zing in it and a bit of zip. I mean, Aaron Finch's body is testament to that. He got hit, it was like a pin cushion there for a moment, but um, it was it was bopping around there, so it'll be... It'll be lively and, and, and probably won't just be one-way traffic by the, from the Australian attack. Um, the strength of the West Indies is their bowling and Alzeri Joseph is uh, he's a pretty feisty character and he's got a bit of pace and uh, he's supported by Seals and a couple of others. Again, not household names, but guys that can get it up around 150, uh, certainly Joseph. So there, there'll be plenty on offer for, for the West Indies attack as well. So the, the batting all summer is going to be challenged between the West Indies and uh, and South Africa when they turn up. Uh, Gilly, you mentioned the batting. Uh, obviously, Steve Smith has started to find the middle of the bat again and, and tick some runs over in the ODIs, but uh, he's not one to back down from a challenge when it comes to fast bowling. I remember the test against England when <clears throat> I think he was one for 51 and went on to make 100 and Joffre Archer was peppering the, the ball at him and it was going all over the place. Uh, are you expecting him yeah. to find the um, you know his form again and, and really make a stamp as, uh, as being the top-class batsman in the world? Yeah, I, I do, mate. I think um, I think he's made he's been quite vocal in the adjustments that he's made to his technique and um, yeah, and and what he's been searching for. And he's he's forever searching. He's almost like the, the a surfer, and he's searching for the perfect wave. Um, <laughs> he's averaged well above fifty, almost Bradman-esque figures all his career, but he's still searching, you know, for the perfect innings and the perfect um, feel to going out into a into a um to bat in a test match. So he's I expect that he's one of the guys, like I said at the start, I think he'll be really keyed up to just lock in and, and go big this summer. So he'll be determined. He's um clearly good enough, skillful enough. He's since that and and Hammer it's an interesting uh innings you mentioned there, that one against Joffre Archer from twenty nineteen. He got filled in, got hit in the head, you know, retired hurt, came back out and and then he came back in and, and scored hundreds here, there and everywhere. But then after that series, his numbers have, have tapered off. They're still pretty astounding numbers and averages, but yeah. it's definitely been a long grind for him since then. Yeah. So there's speculation around about his ability to deal with the short ball, but he himself addressed that head on, which I liked in the media and just said, no, nah, I've, I've made adjustments and I'm going to start playing it a bit more aggressively rather than just sort of trying to help it around the corner, if you like. And, uh, so that'll be intriguing to watch that because I think he's he's got the bit between the teeth to try and show that he's still the, the level that he's set for so long. Part of the attention of this match, uh, Gilly, will be on Cam Green, of course, uh, the West Aussie boy, uh, an absolute talent uh, for the future and still only in the infancy of his career. What, what, what would he be feeling about stepping out in a test match here in WA, of course, um, and all, again, a lot of expectation and something positive to come out of WA being a part of the team? Yeah, he'll, he'll be uh, absolutely packed, chock full of pride uh, walking out in front of your home crowd on 
on uh, home ground and you know in the in the close proximity to where it all started for you down at either at your school ground or your club ground just knowing that so many people there or or even observing on TV or on radio that were integral part of your journey that they're sort of so close and they'll all be watching and riding it all with you so you you're conscious of that when it's your home test um even to the point, you know, yesterday he's down on Floriet Beach with the Subi Floriet Junior kids doing promos and, and so on. So that adds to it all. It adds uh, extra layers of um, of the experience that you need to ba- balance with your own preparation. So that's a, a new challenge for him. But uh, what an exciting career. Knowing Cam, the, the, the bit that I do, he'll be, he will be nervous, but he'll be humble about it all. He'll be appreciative. He's just one of the most likable young characters you could come across, and um, he's got such an opportunity to lay a foundation. I'm expecting the the, the, the decent results that he picked off in the white ball game, um, you know, in the sort of late off season, and then leading into that T20 World Cup um, when he finally ended up in that squad. Uh, I'm expecting that will benefit his scoring capability in Test cricket. So he's he's got he, he's easily rocks out into test cricket and finds his way into an innings. If there's been one criticism, he sort of hasn't quite gone through the gears well enough in his test career as he as he gets into an innings, but I think he'll um, have learned a lot from those white ball games. So I'm expecting a big summer from him too. Yeah, looking forward to it. Fleet Network, WA's Novated Leasing Specialist, save you thousands on your dream car, fleetnetwork.com.au. We're talking test cricket with Gilly. Uh, Gilly, uh, Ryan and John have texted in on the temper and text line, and they've asked about the scheduling of this game in regards to starting on a Wednesday. Um, a bit mm. surprising with schools not being there and stuff like that. Um, I think they've sold 4,000 tickets. They're hopefully going to get up at 10, maybe 15,000. The weather looks perfect, a 35-degree day tomorrow and slightly cooler the next few days. Uh, John makes a valid point. It might be if we can get to Friday uh, like and have plenty of cricket left in a Friday and have life in the Test match over the weekend, the crowds could be bigger for days three, four, and five than what they normally are for, for one and two. So... Uh, let's hope it is. Let's hope it goes the distance. There's a lot of expectation it's going to be a quick-fire test match, but uh, we'd love to, to go the distance. Oh, I sure would, yeah. I think, um, as we all know, or anyone that's followed test career, if you get it to day five and, and there's a, you know two, maybe all three uh, results possible, you know, it's been a, <coughs> excuse me, a, good, a good test match. So uh, we'll wait and see. Uh, I don't know why it was... Uh, you know, scheduling's a nightmare, boys, isn't it, really? It's... For, for cricket, I mean, in in the footy codes, it's so, it must be so nice. They know it's just on, you know, every weekend we're going to have a crack. We'll throw teams on different Friday night or a Saturday arvo, which I know can affect the team and their preparation and their turnaround. But, you know, the fans know exactly what to expect every weekend it's on. So it, that that's the greatest challenge for cricket and with so many formats now working it out. So, you know, you might think, oh, why don't they just push it even to... Thursday or maybe Friday, but then the knock-on effect of that then goes down to the next test, to the next test, to the next test. And I guess, I guess they have you know marquee events like Boxing Day Test and Sydney New Year's, and then they sort of build out from that. Um, I, I suspect I, I've never sat in a scheduling meeting, but I do know it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, you know that's more, all the more reason that hopefully some people in Perth can get down there and watch it show that the appetite is there uh, and we want to keep supporting this team and supporting cricket. Um, and then we can you know, get the fruits of that when the bigger ticket items come around later on and we, we can get some you know, really nicely timed 
high-profile games. Mm. Um, obviously, fans will come to the game if it's uh, if it ends up being a good one. So you mentioned that obviously the West Indies aren't the team they once were, and the the big names of your, Viv Richards, Brian Laras, and the like they're not uh, in. You know they don't have those bigger names anymore. But um, <clears throat> you know we, we, we've. I've had a little look at them. They've got some, you know, pretty nice fast bowlers and they've got uh, opening batsmen that can, you know, can make a run or two. Uh, are they a chance or is this going to be, a, um, you know, over in three or four? And what's what are your thoughts? I, I don't know if it'll be <clears throat> over in three or four. I guess that, that's all a lot of the time. As you know, depending on the pitch in test cricket. But um, I, I, think, I think Australia start very, very short price favourites and, and should get it done. Um, the, the only thing is that, what happens on a toss? As I say, we turn up tomorrow. There's spice in the wicket. Uh, Australia lose the toss, and all of a sudden they're out there, you know, trying to survive the first session of a test match on day one. You know, it, it doesn't take much for a team to get their tail up. And this is a West Indies team that did beat England uh, in albeit in home conditions in the West Indies uh, earlier this year. They beat them one nil in the three test series. So. Um, they they got the ability to dig in and fight. Their, their batting is more a, a grind, you know, get in and dig in and grind it out sort of style compared to the the Caribbean flavour that we grew up and watching and loved. Uh, and you mentioned Brian Lara, uh, Hamish. He is here. He is going to be not batting at number yeah, three. Not batting at West number three. three. Going to be sitting alongside me in the commentary box on Fox. So if you can't get there, make sure you tune into that because mm. we've got the great Brian Lara. He's uh, with us for the two tests. And so that's going to be um, interesting and entertaining because he's an entertainer. What a guy. Mm. He was um, a bloke you did want batting in your team uh, if you could pick a pick a World 11. So, yeah, I, I think Australia um, yeah, should should get it done. They'll be horribly disappointed in a few stewards' inquiries if they, if they don't get it complete. In simple terms, do you think the Australian cricket team led by Pat Cummins, for whatever reason, elephant in the room, conversations that have been had, the media landscape over the last couple of weeks, in particular the last week here in Perth, do you think they just can't wait to play? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, without doubt. Had a really good chat with um, Ashton Agar yesterday, who I know is not in this test team, but he's uh, back in the WA team going up to playing Queensland for the Shield game before the Big Bash starts. Um, yeah, just the vibe around here was just saying how, yeah, everyone's... The, the, the T20 World Cup was obviously frustrating and disappointing, but they're all just wanting to get into what is the traditional summer now, mm. day one of the first test. That signifies when I always grew up thinking, and, and fortunately when I got the chance to play at the level, that's what I thought signifies the true start of the summer. And um, that's not selling short the, the World Cup that came and went. Um, but we didn't win that. So it just got in the way, Gilly. It got in the way. It just got in the way of our summer. Yeah, did a little bit, did a little bit. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, they're all pumped up. And I think, yeah, Pat and um, being in touch with Usman Kawaja on a few things, he's, he's just really, really excited. Obviously, he was on the sidelines watching that from afar, um, just playing for Queensland. So, you know, he and Marnus and those guys that just love batting, I think they're going to just rip in. And the, and the test, the bowling lineup, they love and prefer test cricket. They know they can build a tapestry of work over five days to showcase their skills. And it's a highly skilled cricket team. Very much so. Looking forward to it. You're going to see it on Fox. You're here on SEN as well. And just one quick one. The news comes through. Phil Jakes lost his job as New South Wales coach this morning, replaced uh, right. by Greg Shippard as the interim coach right there. 
Uh, yeah, they've been under pressure all year, the, the, the Blue Baggers. So uh, our boys dealt them, a, dealt them a lesson on their home patch on a, on a dodgy deck. Hey, but uh, just before we go, guys, Hammer, mm. I've got something to ask you. I, sure. I'm wondering if the Brayshaws are stalking me in my life at the moment because um, just the other day I'm in Melbourne and I'm, you know, obviously at, at, at cricket and I'm sitting alongside James. And yep. then yesterday I go to, my son goes to his orientation day at at Scotch College, and he's who's he sitting next to in his little class? It's uh, yep, I guess Morris. your cousin, yep, young, young Morris. Morris yep. <laughs> and then his old man Rob rings me, really excited about the prospects. Sticks he texts me, the old the, the, the grand old master texts me about <laughs> wow. the excitement. Then I get a message from your dad about a business thing that I'm involved in. Oh I don't know what's going on. And, and then now I get you're on the radio on, with me. Have Scott, a look at this, Scotty, Scotty and Goss, and there's another Brayshaw <laughs> sitting there. So it's everywhere I look at the moment, mate. What's going wow, on? Yeah, well there you go. I mean, there's a few of us over here, but uh, goodness me, well isn't that a plethora of us? Wow. Well, no, I can't say we're stalking you on purpose, Gilly. But uh, yeah, yeah. Nah, love it. Always a pleasure to catch up with the Brayshaw. So uh, good job in there. Keep Goss honest. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, I just I'm going through them. Don't worry about that. No, appreciate your time, Gilly, and uh, look forward to seeing the cricket on Fox, mate. Can't wait. I'm actually. I've got so much intrigue about this match over here, and mm-hmm. I'll be here for a couple of days. Looking forward to it. Thanks for joining us. Brilliant. Cheers, there boys. Is, There's Gilly really. joining us, of course, a great part of the SEN and uh, the best in the business when it comes to the Fox coverage. A break, 20 past seven. Ruben Jinby is going to join us, the young man who was drafted with the Eagles. First pick of the draft. He joins us next live from Melbourne. This is Hammer and Goss. Good morning. Well, Hammer, we've been speaking about it all morning, but we're now going to focus on what WA did in the draft. And the first player picked was a man that you were spruiking in that very seat for months upon months upon months with myself and Scotty. You said, I need to see Ruben Jinby in WA at the West Coast Eagles. Yep. I got there, Oh, man. didn't we ever? I was watching it live at the West Coast Eagles at the club, and, uh, and I was very, very excited to hear your name called out. Ruben, welcome. Thank you very much for jumping on with us. Thanks, Hammer and Tim. Thanks for having me on, boys. Congratulations, first and foremost. Uh, run us through the day, mate. I mean, I know you're over there in Melbourne at the moment. Um, and what, what's the whole build-up like? Being in the morning, you know, you're going to the Marvel Stadium and uh, and what was the lead-up and what was it like when your name was called at number nine? Yeah, yeah, so we just flew um, flew in Sunday. Arvo just got in pretty late, so didn't do much. Just, um, yeah, pretty much got in and got to bed. And then, yeah, in the morning, it was, yeah, it was, felt like, a, yeah, the longest day ever. Just counting down the hours and... Just had a bit of a look around Melbourne, checked out the TLA office, and then, yeah, we headed to Marvel at about, yeah, 6 o'clock this time. And, yeah, I was just waiting on the edge of my seat, waiting for my name to be called out. For that, and for that to be the Eagles, I was super stoked and, yeah, couldn't be happier. When we talk about being drafted, and we saw that uh, Elijah Hewitt, he received a phone call from Adam Simpson prior to it being announced to say, we're going to take you and you're an Eagle. What was your gut feeling on going to the Eagles? Did you think once they their pick came up that your name was going to be read out? Were you that had they given you the indication they were going to take you? Um, a little bit of indication. I was on the same flight as um, yeah, Simo and some of the other Eagles guys, so they had said a few things here and there. But um, in terms of before the draft started, I wasn't too sure. There was a yeah, a few clubs that trekked it all the way from yeah the East to Dunsmore this week, which is um, Geelong and Goldie. So um, you had to see. But when those picks um. Yeah, when I slipped through those ones, my um, manager, JD, was pretty pretty certain. And, yeah, then when my name finally got called out, that was awesome. So. Um, mate, I've, I obviously still work at West Coast and have been uh, have been bigging you up for the better part of this year. I, uh, I did, however, get a text on, I reckon it might have been Saturday from, uh, from Sam Mitchell asking how you went. And they had to pick a couple before you. So was obviously the nerves are there, but um, to go through that and to land at West Coast, is it what's it like to stay in WA and, and 
stay in your home state to be able to play AFL footing. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I mean, the family had really come to terms with that. Um, yeah, it probably was likely they could be moving over. So that means, yeah, just coming back today, packing your stuff and flying out all in, yeah, 48 hours kind of thing. So I guess your life changes pretty quickly. But, um, yeah, it's for me to be staying home and playing my footy. That just makes it, I think, that much easier. And, yeah, I can't be... Can't wait to play in the blue and gold and, yeah, play in front of my friends and family. <laughs> yeah, uh, excellent, mate. But uh, my favourite thing of the night, um, watching, obviously, you go nine and then uh, and then Buzz go to the dogs. Uh, what was that like, sharing that experience with him? You played you're, um, you played a little bit of Colts together this year. We played some league footy and then state footy. What was that like, sharing that experience with him? Yeah, that was great. Um, me and Buzz are actually, yeah, been sharing a hotel room for the last two days. So, um, yeah, we've become, yeah, quite close mates over the last year or so. So, yeah, that was awesome to see um yeah, he'll achieve his dream and he'll be yeah, heading back to Perth the same time as me and then I'm sure he'll be getting back on the plane pretty quickly and heading over. So, um, yeah, that was great to share that moment with him. Beautiful picture that has gone on socials, uh, Ruben. I don't know if you've seen it, of yourself and, uh, and Jed walking across Marvel Stadium in your respective jumpers. I'd, we'd love to be a, a fly on the wall. Uh, was it a make-up conversation or was it just a really nice conversation that you were having about what had just taken place? Yeah, I did see that photo. No, that was actually a real one. Um that was just after we were walking back from some of the stage stuff. I think they were doing a drone shot and that kind of thing. And then, um, yeah, me and Jed were just walking back to back to our families, I think, and they got a nice one. So it wasn't staged at all. We were just, yeah, enjoying enjoying the moment. Uh, very good. Ruben Jimby is our guest, uh, of course, taken by the West Coast Eagles uh, with their first pick in the draft yesterday. Just who have you heard from? Who have you heard from from the West Coast Eagles? Who was the... The voices that you've heard, of course, you, you, we know that Adam Simpson was over there and Trevor Nisbet and the and the recruiting committee. But who sort of lit up the phone the most? Uh, who, who's been responding to you? Who's been calling you, uh, West Coast or, or friends and family? Yeah, quite a lot. Um, yeah, it was pretty exciting when my name got called out and got all these yeah texts from all the players. Like um, yeah, Hearn was one of the first ones, and um, yeah, Elliot Yo and a lot of the boys. So yeah, it was great to um, yeah feel that support straight away. And then um, yeah, after the draft, we all. The family and I all went out for dinner with all the Eagles crew, so about, yeah, 15 of them. And, yeah, Simo took us out for dinner, so that was really nice and, yeah, felt yeah felt involved with the club straight away, so that was great. Yeah, if I know Simo, he wouldn't have been playing. So he would have been taking you out for dinner, <laughs> but I'm different. Tim and Nizzy would have uh, taken Nizzy out the, the gold Amex. Yeah. Uh, and what about uh, Elijah Hewitt? I mean, what's your connection with him, of course, the other West Coast Eagle draft pick last night, the boy from Swans? Yeah, um, I know him quite well. We've um, yeah, versed each other at PSA Footy last year, and obviously we played um, yeah, the whole state champs together in the midfield. So um, yeah, that's great, and to especially have another WA and for him to be a midfielder as well, someone who um, yeah, work quite closely together for about yeah six months of the year. So that'll be great, and um, yeah, can't wait to get to Eagles and yeah, work with him because I think we complement each other quite well, and that'll be great to um, yeah, I guess learn learn together with someone you already um, know quite well. Um, now, Robes, you obviously played a little bit of um, in the back line at East Perth this year for in our league team, and then you went and dominated in the midfield at State League. Uh, when you're going to the Eagles, there's heaps of experienced players there to learn from. What are you? Who are you looking forward most to learning off and, and sort of tracking on the back of this preseason? Yeah, so I was just chatting to Simo just a yeah, quick one um, last night. I think so. Yeah, moving to the midfield group to start with. Um, yeah, so that'll be great, and hopefully learning off um, some of the yeah more experienced boys like um, yeah, obviously Luke Shuey. He's been a yeah great leader and um, yeah minister of the club. So learn a few things off him will be great, and then also um, yeah, you got some of the young boys like Coffey and Jai Cullies um, who've been doing really well. So just yeah, learn off all the younger and older boys, and I think that'll be really great for my development. Hey, Ruben, this has happened pretty quick, hasn't it? Country footy, 
through the system into an onto an AFL list. It's happened pretty quick. Where were you? Uh, give me, give me. I'll give you a time frame. Give me two years ago. Where you would ever be imagining a top ten draft pick, West Coast Eagles, the hot topic of conversation in WA footy and Australian footy, in a space of two years. Yeah, not even two years. One year kind of thing, I reckon. So, um, yeah, two years ago, I just would have been, um, yeah, just at home playing for the Dunford Sharks, just enjoying my footy. Um, it always always been a dream to make AFL footy, but I don't know how real that was. And I think, um, yeah, moving up to Perth and then everything just kind of worked in my favour, which I'm very grateful for. And, yeah, lucky enough and honoured enough to be in the position I am today. You're a unit. You're a big boy, big broad shoulders. So you, what do you have to do to body shape-wise and gym-wise? What, what areas are you going to work on? I mean, obviously, you want to get bigger and stronger because you're now going to be playing men, but uh, you've got a fair um, start point. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I started building up my get strength base quite early. Um, still got quite skinny legs, though, so if I want to become a <laughs> um, yeah, big, big new tuner like Hannah, I think I have to build them up a little bit, but, um, yeah, hopefully that'll come. What did he? What did he? I, I've got him here, and as you know, Hamish Brace, you're very, very uh, humble, and you know, all, very close to being a Sandover medalist. Close, so close, so close, but no cigar. What did you learn from Hammer and blokes like at East Perth? Even that that process to to get on to, into an, uh, a waffle club is a great stepping stone into the AFL. What did you learn from someone like a Hammer who has been connected to the Eagles and an AFL club and the AFL system for some time? Yeah, um, coming into the East Perth um, League pre-season was great for me, just learning off yeah, all the boys like Hammer and um, Angus Shoemaker and all the boys that had uh, um, experience at AFL level. So just hearing, uh, seeing the way they went about everything, just training and um, how good their skills are and intensity at training, that kind of thing. So I think, um, yeah, being in that environment um, quite early and training with the bigger bodies and that kind of thing was really um, yeah, helpful for my footy development. I think that's... Um, yeah, one of the reasons why my um, under-18s chance in the midfield went so well. Yeah. Hey, mate, any of your other mates uh, hoping today? Have you been in touch with any of your other, whether it be underage or just mates you've crossed paths with through the through your development over the last 12 months uh, going to the draft today and you, you wish them well and who you're hoping gets picked up? Yeah, so um, one of my good mates from Wesley, Caleb Smith, um, he was a bit unlucky not to make state uh, footy this year because he had a knee injury at the start of the year, but... Um, yeah, I think he's a pretty good chance. So hopefully, um, yeah, he can end up somewhere because I think he deserves it. Super powerful and versatile player. So, um, yeah, hopefully Caleb Smith's name can end up on someone's list at the end of today. Um, Rubes, it's a whirlwind. It all happens so quick. I'm sure you're still pinching yourself. But there is logistical things that have to happen pretty quickly from um, uh, moving to a new uh, moving to a club point of view. The, uh, the My most exciting one, or the one that I'm looking forward for you, is what number are you getting? There's, uh, yes. there's, plenty, of, there's plenty, of sp- plenty of spare numbers that are freed up on Hollywood Shepard Boulevard. Shepard was very quick getting on socials. Brad Wasn't Shepard there? was yeah. very quick offering up five. Yeah. So Hollywood Boulevard, for those who don't know, is one to ten. Uh, that's and I think at West Coast now it's actually one to eleven because that's the on the first line of lockers. So uh, there's a few that have popped up on Hollywood Boulevard nice. now. Uh, you're obviously the number one pick in our draft pool, uh, Rube. So you, I'm sure, get the pick of the bunch. Have you? Uh, have you spoken? Have you thought? Have you? Uh, have you picked a number already? What's What's happening? Yeah. So um, I just had a coffee with Shep three days ago. I think he just came down to Dunford for a wedding, so I just caught up with him quickly, and he was. Um, Chatting about he wanted me to take his number five, but I think that's been um yeah passed on to someone else. So um yeah, I think I was yeah eyeing off number seven. Um, seven's been my favourite number because Fifey used to wear it. Uh, still wears it. Sorry. So hopefully I can um yeah grab number seven, but in the different colours. Yeah, I like that. It's um funny you should say that, Ruben. When I got drafted, I was a North Melbourne supporter, and you're obviously a Fremantle supporter. It is funny how quickly you just 
flip allegiances. Has that? I mean, you might not have sunk in yet, but uh, you'll, you'll be calling yourself an eagle pretty pretty soon, mate, if not already. Yeah, definitely. All right, last couple for you, mate. We really appreciate your time. Now, just clarifying, now, Hammer has been very – I'm a stickler for getting names right in commentary and in on air. So we, so con- confirming it's Ruben Jinby. Yep, that's right, Jinby, yep. Jinby, right, right. yeah. Oh, gin and tonic, thank I'd you. I'd love to know how many times you've been called Jinby because <laughs> we're just going to get used to it. Uh, nickname? Uh, just just Rubes or the boy if, um, yeah, some of the – yeah, we started calling him the boy this year, the boy from Dunsborough. Ah, nice Thank work you. by you. That'll do, that'll do for us. That's all we need to know. Uh, mate, congratulations. Uh, as I said, to be in the studio uh, yesterday with, uh, with Hammer, and he was very excited about being on the money in regards to you being drafted. And the fact is that you are a West Coast Eagle. All exciting because he was spruiking up for months upon months upon months, and he's finally got something right. Congratulations. Look forward to seeing you out on the uh, on the field for West Coast, wherever that may be. Uh, well, one thing's for sure now, if you aren't playing AFL, you will be playing Waffle Eagles and you'll be going head-to-head. Yeah, head-to-head with, head with me. I'll look forward to it, mate. I'll, uh, yeah, that'll be, yeah, that'll be fun. Congratulations, Rubes, and uh, I'll see you on Thursday when you come into the club. But, uh, no, very, very well-deserved and a lot of hard work. It's finally paid off. Well done. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Today, today, 76, born in Western Australia. Thanks to the news break, thanks to McCafe. Try the best ever McCafe blend roasted in Melbourne. If you want to win free McCafe coffee for a year, you visit the My Mac. Is that good chat with Ruben Jimby? Oh, wasn't it? What a star yeah. he's going to be. Well, what we go to fella. another touch of East Perth yeah, coming up next. A break. Jed Buzzlinger, who's been in this studio. He was the young man who got a lot of... Uh, uh, exposure in the build-up because he was the young man, of course, Joel Selwood. Yep. He was the Oz kicker of the year. Of the year yep. But he's found himself at a club, not Geelong, but the Western Bulldogs. And Jed Buzzlinger will join us next. We're here thanks to the wonderful team of Fleet Network. WA is novated leasing specialists. Don't worry about what we can tell you. Get on to fleetnetwork.com.au or chat to the crew there because they can save you thousands at Christmas time on your new car. It's 20 to 8. Going to be 37 today, already 23, 35 tomorrow for the start of cricket. Our minimum tonight into tomorrow, 25. Oh, yeah, that's, that's uncomfortable. Hot. That's hot, isn't it? That is uncomfortable. Mark Duffield joins us. He comes in after 8 o'clock. Loved the show yesterday. Loved the show. Loved your chat with Ben Dyer, the State 18s coach. He'd be smiling like a Cheshire cat. Five in the top round, uh, first round last night. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, uh, good to be here. And another one that's going to be smiling like a Cheshire cat is Adam Jones, the WAC talent manager. We speak to him on the show today. Fantastic. Uh, he's about to fly home today after being over there for the first round. So it's going to be the Jones boys, Darcy Jones yeah. as well. Your favourite, Oh, uh, my favourite, yeah. by a mile. We're very lucky to be blessed. And I just want to commend our, our producer who did a fantastic job getting the young boys in and a lot of the agents who got their boys to come into the studio at 7 o'clock in the morning. He did not miss a beat. Sat in that chair, and I've never been more impressed with a young man about about life away from footy, what footy means to him and his mum, working with his mum, uh, very grounded young boy, knows where his uh, weaknesses and, and strengths are. He's going to be a great asset for uh, GWS, and I hope he enjoys it. I hope it's not a big pull from his family to get across. It'll be interesting to see his reaction today. Ben Allen. Now, the Allen household would have been interesting because Sydney <laughs> started doing a number around on GWS mm-hmm. and Adelaide around about the time that we thought Ed's name was going to drop 
And so they had some anxious moments. And uh, and Hawthorne actually had a pick around there as well. That, so. strung, that strung out for an extra 10 or 15 minutes that I'm sure Ed yep. was not uh, was not very happy with. But, my God, that would have felt like an eternity. Well, Simon from Claremont just texted and he said he apparently uh, he's absolutely devastated that <laughs> <laughs> he's not at the Fremantle Football Club. Go on to Collingwood. They're in, they're, they've got a great window. Oh, yeah, they are certainly. They're up and about. They're up and about. So we'll talk to Ben and we'll talk to Aaron Hardy, the WA nice. All-Rounder. And he's back in the WA team for that Shield game in Queensland. There he is, Mark Duffield, after 8 o'clock mornings with Duff. You can get in touch with Duff and give him a call, 13 12 55, or text on the temper at Bedshed text line, of course, 0487736736. We'll keep the East Perth flavour going for you, Hammer yeah, Bayshaw, because you. your man, Jed Buzzlinger, another one who's been in this studio for us and it's uh, he's now a Western Bulldog. He's just had his photo taken for the official photo for the morning after with all the young uh, draft picks. Hey, Jed, congratulations, mate. Uh, you're on an AFL list. You must be absolutely pumped the morning after. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. It's uh, yeah, a dream come true today. It's pretty unreal. Um, <laughs> yeah, thinking back last year was um, such a goal of mine and seeing all the other boys get drafted to finally be here today. Um, yeah, I'm super happy and to be at the Bulldogs as well was a club that I really wanted to go to and I um, think I can learn a lot from a lot of those players. So, yeah, I'm super happy. Yeah, so you're going there. Have you heard from uh, your, your, your NAB Auskicker mentor, of course, Joel Selwood, who you had a little bit to do with in the days leading up to it? That was some wonderful stuff between you and him. You interviewed him and he interviewed you. Just tell us a bit about Have you heard from him yet? Yeah, I did. I um, yeah, obviously had the, um, the shooting of the ad on Saturday and um, spoke to him. Uh, for a little while with that and then yeah messaged me um last night after after the drafts and um yeah congratulated me but um hopefully i'll get to see him soon after and um yeah get to catch up while i'm over in melbourne buzz uh obviously i've said it for the longest time this year you are a gun and us at east perth have been uh, very very happy to watch and see you develop over the year now this year hasn't been a smooth sailing for you as you would have liked obviously some shoulder issues and you've had some surgeries um to be able to still go in the first round what were your expectations how how did you feel the night was going to go um did you think the injury would have any effect or were you you know were you pretty sure and had you had some conversations that you were uh, happy enough to be going to the dogs yeah um yeah all the clubs um, when the discussion was going on around whether I get surgery or not um, and the timing of it, all the clubs were um, pretty supportive in telling me to get it and we shouldn't have been so much. So um, coming into the night, I was fairly confident that um, that I should get picked up in the first round and um, if I wasn't in the first round, I'd feel happy to get drafted. So, um, yeah, I was, I was pretty happy that it, that it wasn't the Bulldogs. Um, didn't have too much of an in- indication. I'd heard a couple of things. Um, in the week before, but nothing um, that reassured me too much. So, um, yeah, happy now. Jed Buzzlinger, our guest, of course. Uh, he's on his way to the Bulldogs. We've already spoken to Ruben Jinby, of course, your East Perth mate. Uh, and we made mention of that wonderful photo. You would have seen it, and I know Hammer's put it up on his Insta and socials, of you walking across last night where you were just uh, going from one event to the other in your, in, your, in your jumpers. That's a lovely touch. You, you must have been sort of both looking at each other going, we're on AFL lists because you've followed a very similar journey over the last couple of years. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, it's a really good photo. I'll probably get a post pretty soon. But, um, yeah, it was super special to be over here with Ruben. Obviously played at East Perth for a while together. And um, to share the moment with him um, was really good. And then to see him go to the Eagles um, as well was, yeah, nice, a nice moment. Um, so, yeah, really happy for him and um, good moment that I'll probably remember for the rest of my life. Uh, Buzz, obviously... <clears throat> 
you're a WA boy, so it's going to come home, pack your stuff, and head back over. And um, that, for me, when I was uh, when I was drafted, that was a pretty quick turnaround. The draft was on Friday, and I was uh, on a flight Sunday, sort of mid morning. So, what's um, what's the club's instruction to you? Have you been told when you have to start training? Are you obviously you champing at the bit to get going? Um, you've got to come home and pack your things. What's the uh, the next couple of days or the next week look like for you? Yeah, so I'll fly home um, this afternoon and get get into Perth about five o'clock, and then. Um, fly back on Saturday morning. Um, Aaron Norton's still in Perth, so I think that I'm on the same flight as him um, coming back over, and uh, I think I'm going to live with him for up until Christmas. So, yeah, it's a pretty big, uh, pretty quick turnaround. Got a couple of days, so three days at home, and then get back over here and, um, yeah, look to get back into some sort of training um, and build my way into the preseason. How'd the family react to knowing that their boy is going to be uh, living in Victoria? Yeah, they were pretty comfortable with it. I think it was um, became reality pretty early in the year that that was what was going to happen. And um, I think they're just really happy for me that I'm able to live out um, my dream of playing in the AFL. So um, obviously they'll be a little bit upset that I'm moving away, but I think uh, they know it's best for me and um, that I'll love it over here. Uh, Buzz, obviously you mentioned Aaron Norton, uh, another WA boy playing at the Bulldogs. Um, have you had many interactions with the players? Have they reached out to you? What's been the response like from the group that, uh, and how welcome do you feel at the Bulldogs? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I probably had 15 to 20 of them message me um, last night and, and congratulate me and tell me that they can't wait to start training. Um, yeah, I went in for a medical this morning as well and saw... Um, all the first to four-year players um, said hi to them all and they were really comforting um, and made me feel really welcome at the club. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to get back over and, um, yeah, see them again. Last one. How did you sleep last night knowing you were on an <laughs> AFL list? How did you did you sleep or did you just mind ticking over, your thought processes? How were you last night? Um, oh, I was not too bad. I think we went back to a bar outside Marvel Stadium with all the um, new recruits and then... Um, Went back to the hotel at 11.30 and um, I'm sharing a room with Ruben. Um, so, yeah, we were up until about 1.30, um, 2 a.m. Um, just talking um, and then had to get up at 7 a.m. this morning. So I haven't had an awful lot of sleep, but um, I think my excitement's getting me through. Uh, good stuff and good luck coming home in business class, mate. They always give the draft <laughs> picks, uh, the first-round draft <laughs> picks, business class on the plane. Hey, congratulations. Uh, thank you for coming to the studio when you did. Congratulations on getting drafted. Thank you for joining us today and all the very best in that footy journey. We'll keep an eye on you, mate. Well done. Gun. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. Well done, Buzzling uh, from the East Perth Football Club and uh, he'll be heading uh, home this afternoon. Let's get a breakaway and come back and wrap things up on SEM Breakfast. Hammer Brayshaw and Tim Gossage with you. Scotty Cummings, get well, big fella. Text line. Don't forget Bedshed are the experts in temper mattresses, pillows and bases. You can visit Bedshed, bedshed.com.au. Thanks to Dan of Joondalup. Morning, gents. Just a quick fire thanks and appreciation for all the interviews with our local draft picks. Pre and post draft, go well, young ones. Good on you, Dan. We appreciate that. Yep, Ruben the boy and Jed a gun. <laughs> Jeez, they're going to be good players. Speaking of guns, Ash Barty's going to join us on the show tomorrow. She was cook last week. She'll join us. Pat Carberry. 
Giving him one last chance, the little fella. Um, little er fella yeah, tomorrow, probably. Yeah, he shed too. Shred a couple uh, before riding Amelia's jewel. He was in the sauna when we were trying to speak to him a little bit earlier. Well done to Chris Clafunas. Get well, Scotty Cummings. Also to Justin, who was unwell today as well. Mark Duffield in after 8 o'clock. He's got everyone covered. All things AFL draft. You'll enjoy his chat. Mornings with Mark Duffield. Good on your hammer. Thank you. Nice Thank work you by you. Very much.